Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is February 4th, and our chapter for today is Exodus chapter 9. Well, the plot is thickening. As you have read through this chapter, you have seen that God is intensifying his confrontation with Pharaoh. Now the livestock, the very lifeblood of the people, meat for the people, milk for the people, is about to be destroyed. And so God said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews. Have you noticed how God says this? He is identifying with his people, and they are identifying with him now. Let my people go. That is, the Hebrews are his special people, that they may serve me, that they may worship me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will be upon the cattle in the field, on the horses and the donkeys, on the camels, on the oxen, and on the sheep, a very severe pestilence. The scripture says that God began to make this hard on Pharaoh, and God now hardened his heart. It's amazing when you look at verse 12, all these times Pharaoh has hardened his heart. Now God is saying, this is the way you want to go. I am now going to add to your hardness, and I'm going to make sure so that I get glory for my name that you do not let the people go. And as a matter of fact, the Lord said he would make a difference in verse 4 between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. And God said, I'm going to set a time when this is going to happen. And tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. What God was saying to Moses is, you go tell Pharaoh that I'm not only in control of what is going to happen to the cattle, but I will decide when it starts, how long it goes, and how many cattle are going to be destroyed. And the scripture says that all the livestock of Egypt died, but of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. And Pharaoh just couldn't believe it, so he sent, according to verse 7, and indeed not even one of the livestock of the Israelites was dead, but the heart of Pharaoh became hard, and he did not let the people go. The sixth plague, the plague of boils, and this was so embarrassing that the magicians didn't even show up before Pharaoh or before Moses because they had the plague upon them. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take for yourselves handfuls of ashes from a firm 
furnace, and let Moses scatter it toward the heavens in the side of Pharaoh. God was doing this not because he needed ashes from the furnace in order to create the boils on the people, but God many times in the scripture uses what I call glorified object lessons to let us see and identify that it is he that is doing it. And God said, I want you to identify with my man, Moses, because I am with him. I'm the one that is behind him. I'm the one that's leading him. And you're going to see, I've asked him to do this thing so that you can put together the idea of what is happening because God is about to strike with this next plague that is going to embarrass the magicians. Verse 11 says, And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. And the boils were on the magicians and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not heed them just as the Lord had spoken. Now with this seventh plague, God gives a warning. And he not only makes a distinction between his people, the Hebrews, and the Egyptians, but he said, if the Egyptians will fear me, and the word fear here is synonymous with believe, if they will fear me and understand who I am, and they will get themselves into cover and understand that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do, then I'm going to spare their livestock that were not killed in the plague and the disease that was sent to the livestock. But if a man is out in the field and he doesn't believe I'm going to do this, he's going to die as well. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews. Here again, he's identifying with his people. As you notice, this started and God continues it. This particular phrase, that he is the Lord God of the Hebrews. Now, this was not said in the beginning, but now it is. For at this time, I will send my plagues to your very heart. That is, he's going to strike Pharaoh's heart and the heart of the Egyptians with fear. And on all your servants and on all your people, that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. Now, if I have had stretched out my hand, this is what God said, and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from all the earth. And God said, I could have done that. But the reason I didn't is I had a bigger plan. Because I'm not only doing this now for your sake, but I want everyone to remember what I did to you when you hardened your heart against me. And when you held my people for centuries in bondage, I'm going to show what happens when I have had enough. And so he said, but indeed for this purpose, for this purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. I believe that there is a time when God says, I'm going to raise up someone and I'm going to raise them up for a purpose and the purpose is not always good. You see, God can do whatever he wants to and God is doing what he's doing, not in evil. God cannot do that. But when it concerns a nation, many times God will let a foul person come into power because remember, remember, 
The scripture says that promotion doesn't come from the east, the west, the south, but it comes from the Lord. And God is the one that raises up one and he puts down another. We need to remember this in our own lives when we're promoting ourselves, pastors, because God is the one that turns on the spigot of blessing and he's the one that turns off the spigot of blessing. And what we need to do is please him and let our ways please the Lord and God will take care of the rest. But what God does many times, even in nations like this, God will raise up someone that is not going to be good as far as the people is concerned. I think truly this is what has happened in the United States between 2016 and 2022 when I am doing this first 365 through the Bible reading plan. And that is God has allowed the nations to understand that he is in control. That is, God is putting the pieces in place because everything is going back to what we call the Middle East, back to the nation of Israel and the United States of America, the United Kingdom, NATO. They are not the major players in the end time events. I often hear Americans say, oh, things are so bad here in the United States. Jesus surely must be coming. Well, let me tell you, the United States is not the barometer and not the gauge as to whether Jesus is coming. As a matter of fact, the United States is never even mentioned in biblical prophecy. And I've heard all of the different ones to try to sew it into the tapestry of prophecy. It just doesn't work. The United States is either going to be disabled, it is going to be of none effect, or it is going to be destroyed. I do not believe the latter will be the case, I believe it will be so ineffectual and so watered down as far as who we are as a people and our military strength and our standing in the world that we will no longer have a say in what's going on because I believe that during the period in which we are now living in the 2020s that God has allowed uh, people to be in power in the United States that are weakening our nation. Russia is rising. Russia must rise for the battle of Gog and Magog. Iran will certainly be a, that's Persia in the Bible, will be a player in that. The Ukraine is going to be, I believe Eastern Ukraine will be taken over by Russia, at least Eastern Ukraine. They will be in a alliance with other nations around the Black Sea, and Russia will be the head of that. They will come against Israel, and they will come in through Syria and Lebanon from the north. And I believe things are taking place right now. That could not happen between 2016 and 2020, simply because uh, there was a very strong leader, like it or not, in the White House in America. So the nations hunkered down that are against Israel because they knew that if they crossed the line, it was a real line that the president had set out. But now we have a weakened president and we have a weakened administration. And because of that, you have these states rising to power. Now, why am I talking about this? It's because just like with Pharaoh, God is up to something. God is doing something. This is why we have the Abraham Accords that our last president 
President 45, Donald Trump, initiated. It's called the Abraham Accords because the scripture says when Gog and Magog comes in in Ezekiel 38 and this battle takes place, that Sheba and Dedan will rise up against and protest against this. Well, who is that? That is where the house of Saud is now. It's called Saudi Arabia. And all of the states, the United Arab Emirates and all of those Gulf states, they are going to protest against the Persians, the Libyans, the Ethiopians, the Russians, the Ukrainians, Turkey, and all of those states around the Black Sea. And they are going to protest. Now, that would be unheard of before the last 10 years. But now we're seeing things come into place. Again, the reason I'm saying this is because we're talking about Egypt. And in chapter 9, the scripture specifically says, he tells Pharaoh, I could have done things differently, but I did this so that I could show you my power. Yet, the scripture says that he exalted himself against God, and so God would ultimately, with the tenth plague, bring him down. And the scripture says in Ezekiel 38 that those who are being raised up, for instance, like Vladimir Putin and others, they are going to meet their demise on the hills of Naphtali, and in the Hula Valley and on the Golan, simply because God is going to rout them. All you have to do is read Ezekiel 38 and 39. That is a real battle. That's not make-believe. And so how does that happen? God is the one that raises up. God is the one that puts down. And so when we look at Egypt, God is prolonging these plagues. He could have ended it all with plague one, but he didn't. And now we are into the seventh plague, and God says, I am about to turn up the heat, and indeed he does. And when we get into chapter 10 and we see the eighth plague of locusts, the ninth plague of darkness, darkness that could be felt. And then in chapter 11, the announcement of the death of the firstborn, then we are ready for God to do his greatest miracle and bring out the children of Israel with a strong and mighty hand. Keep reading. We're on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.